What is up? Welcome to Jammers in the Rough. We are back after a week hiatus. I know everybody has missed us. I've missed you guys. So we have, as usual, Josh, the man of a thousand reps, Winter. We have Cody, the absolute worst, Waldron. And we got special guest, 13-year-old, gunslinging, Dallas, the future, Garber. What is up, Dallas? Tell us a little about yourself. Um, I'm 14 years old. Oh, he's wow, age. He's getting older. Oh, People, Haven't you played a couple now. rounds with this guy? No, I have. Yeah, a few, you know, not that memorable. But I met him when he's 11, and now I guess he's 14. He just keeps getting older. I feel like the same age, but nope. Uh, I'm 14. I play a lot of disc golf. <laughs> True. Um, <laughs> sponsored by Infinite, and I, I, I don't know what else. <laughs> sure, you're 935 rated. Uh, oh no, 934, and I'm very mad about that because I was going to sign up for the Beaver State Flame, and you had to be 935. <laughs> oh yeah. man, so close. And they got to do the BSF qualifier, which yeah, is which is at court. Meadows. Yeah, so. which is now your dubbed Dallas's course. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's awesome. You're due for a rating update, though, next Tuesday, probably? Is it next Tuesday already? I think so, yeah. Second Tuesday wow. of every month. Yeah. I mean, yeah. My, I think it'd be my highest rated round this last week. What was that? 991? Yeah. Thank you. Well, that's awesome. So, I can give a little bit of deeper uh, of who Dallas is. Some of you guys might know, like last year, I did a little post about a future up-and-coming youth, and that was Dallas. I think I we gave, I, we gave you a bag. This is the, kind of the group that we um, kind of fundraised and brought all of these discs from to give you the bag full of discs. And so, yep, here he is rocking the bag. Um, last year, he was kind of like winning MA3, MA2, stepped up to MA1, and he started top fiving MA1. Um, and now this year he finally broke through and he's been winning MA1 like pretty consistently. If not, he's always kind of lead card. He's always in the battle. Um, for me, I always call him the future because that's the, that's his like track, right? Like he's eighth grader. Yeah. Okay. He's eighth grader. He's 14 years old. And what was my mind? Yeah. I mean, Your level of growth, Dallas, can you talk about that? You say you play uh, disc golf all the time. So what does your disc golf schedule look like? Like now or when I started? Both. I mean, how did you start the game? Like you want to talk about how you started and maybe if and when you fell in love with it? I mean, when I started, I think I was 11 when I started. I, I, I I think I was 11. And I played this tournament in Timber before I had a rating met Zoe Ann Dyke and Dustin Keegan. At the time, I had no idea who they were. I just thought they were these, like, local people. Like, oh, okay, cool. Um, played in the... Oh, wait a minute. I got a guess. <laughs> guess on guess. We're, like, Inception in here. <laughs> so... Ooh, cat family. Okay, uh, okay. Started playing that, and that really made me want to play. I got third place in my first ever tournament. I think I shot... Like 70 over at Timber. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, after that, once COVID hit, 
um, baseball shut down and basketball shut down, so I didn't have anything to do. School shut down as well. I get bored very, very quickly, so I had to be outside doing something. And my dad had just gotten heart surgery, and he had to walk a few miles like every single day just to keep up cardio. And disc golf's a very good way to walk and have fun and not be bored at the same time. <laughs> so we played disc golf for 254 days in a row without hmm. stop. Whoa. That's wild. Whoa. <laughs> um, the only reason that streak stopped was because I had a triple header in baseball once it came back on. Okay. Couldn't really get in a nine hole there. Uh, and past that, I got uh, – I'm a junior ambassador for Uplay, which is Zoe and Dustin, who were the first people I met. And got sponsored by Infinite, started – playing more, start practicing more, start entering tournaments, PGA, whatever. Uh, went to Junior Worlds last year, finished 22nd out of 72, I think. Okay. That's a good thing. And I don't know. <laughs> it's been <laughs> fun no. from there. No, I think that's perfect. Like, I mean, I think I'm just like curious because I've seen kind of like your progression from like my viewpoint because I ran into you and your dad. We played a tournament – in um was Staten? Short, short yeah. course, like short yeah like state in oregon little nine hole yeah. like two nine hole courses um and that's kind of when i first kind of started out as well like kind of playing the tournament scene i was playing casual before that and trying to get dabble in tournaments and you know got talking to you and your dad and your dad of course is an amazing individual who is one of the most social people yeah he's one of the most social people i know he just loves to talk and I'm not that way at all. Like I'm super like just quiet. And so like watching you guys and I remember like talking, I think to your dad at that tournament and it was just like, you know what? Like if I can just kind of match Dallas's growth from here on out, I think I'm going to be all right. Like, you know, from like when you were 11, I can already see like you had, you know, those like glimpses of like greatness, if not goodness. Right. You can just see like you're figuring it out a little bit easier um, than most and so for me it was just like man if I can kind of just catch up with you and or keep ahead of you at first because I was a little bit further ahead of you then and just like still stay those like a little bit further ahead of you so that's been my kind of like uh fire under my ankles of like I can't let Dallas catch me can't let Dallas catch me and here here we are like I think I told your mom uh last summer or like the, the off season so like last winter I was like I think it's gonna be Dallas and me battling it out in MA1 like this year and to see like some of that kind of play out i've got um, two of them so far you, you got, got two of them no you got <laughs> <laughs> you do got two of them but i mean that's awesome i, I think i have five wins this year so i think i'm still winning ahead of you Whoa. so both I mean, terms, like we're both are you like trash talking a 14 year old page oh, yeah. oh it sounds like <laughs> absolutely you a grown man yeah. believe me when i say this is the future and i'm going to trash talk <laughs> dallas until the day he's done i got to take my victories while i can my window's closed his he has a whole future me i gotta take pride in this <laughs> so but um being an oregon disc golfer do you want to talk about maybe some like you mentioned zoeanne dyke you mentioned dustin keegan do you have any kind of other role models that you look up to? And um, yeah, definitely a lot. Like uh, Jason Harden, mostly Jason Harden Jr. I think I've talked to him a little bit more and played with him a little bit more. Uh, he's cool because he's a lefty. Nothing else. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> he was a junior world champ, right? <laughs> He's not a junior anymore. <laughs> Only in his name. Um, uh, Buck Rich. I don't know mm. if any of you know who he is. I do. He was like one of my first like dubs things. It was at Shampooey. We, I played there a lot like when I was just starting and I got so much better within that like season. Just him and that league of Shampooey helped me a lot. Shampooey. Uh, and then uh, Jeff Hoyer. And you know who Jeff Hoyer is as well. He mm-hmm. found me playing at Vance with my mom, like when I was very, very first starting before I even met you, Paige. And I've like he's helped me a lot with like disc selection and like just practice, I guess. Mm-hmm. So those are pretty good role models. You've helped yep. me. Okay. Kind of hurts me that I'm not a role model, but whatever, whatever, <laughs> Dallas. No, I'm kidding. No, those are all good. You have, like, you, I, you have to stroke Paige's ego. Otherwise, <laughs> you can't continue. That's where I'm going. my Gavin Rathbun shirt. I have my two egos right here, and this right now is empty. I need to fill it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Dallas. Um, but no, and I think that's awesome. I think right now, like, disc golf is absolutely booming, and we do have some of those legends, like you mentioned, like in our area that. Like, Buck, he's one of those people that, like, really grow the game. He does those shampoo leagues that, you know, the doubles matches that are not only well-ran, but you can just see how many people fight through traffic because it's down I-5, which is always traffic, and it starts at, like, what, 536? And, you know, so people willing to battle out there, and we have, like, full league matchups, you know, I think is awesome. So, you know, and for me, I wanted to, like, because Oregon Disc Golf is – you know, I think we have some of the best disc golf in the world, and that's I can say that because I've traveled um, quite a bit and played quite a bit. But also, you see like some of the people that we're putting out. Um, but I like this youth wave that we have because you you mentioned Junior, right? He's a Junior's World Champion. Now he's playing MPO and he's starting to break through. You have um, like Cole Radolin who's starting to hit tour, and you're starting to kind of see some of that kind of that next step above you, right? It's not like Scott Withers who is maybe two or three steps away. You're starting to see these like you know, five or six year older people that are branching out in different ways. Like even like, I think Colin Hayden to an extent where he's doing CH sports and you're able to compete with him in MA1. Now that he's like kind of breaching into MPO, like you're starting to kind of see how that navigates. So what is that like for you to kind of have some of those like next step people that are kind of paving the way for you? Um, I mean, it's just kind of nice to see, like, I've uh, kept track of Cole Radon, like, trying to see, like, if I'm on pace, kind of, like, what level he's at. And, like, comparing to when he was my age, whatever. Um, beating Colin helps. Two times. Sorry. Flexing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I like, everybody, like, Junior, Cole, Ty, uh, like, all of those, I look up to them since they're, like, closer to my age and they're up to that other level mm-hmm. yeah no and i mean i think that's just kind of great because i think about like did you watch the eagle documentary with his dad yeah like when he talks about like one of the things that he was doing like he was like that kind of young started beating like some of these older players and kind of started to like realize like you know this can go somewhere and have have you realized that for yourself that maybe there's a future in disc golf i haven't thought about that that much 
I just okay. I feel like it's still a little bit until I really focus like as in like it's a career or something. I'm still 14. Mm -hmm. I still have to keep on playing and make sure that I still want to do it. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, I think burnout, I think it happens to everybody in pretty much every sport. Um, and seeing like what that sack, I just, I mean, for me, like to see somebody your age, like with your parents fully committed to like traveling almost every single weekend to every single tournament. Like for me, um, that's one of the things I fell in love with this golf is the ability to compete every weekend. I come from wrestling. I come from rodeo. I come from like competitive magic, the gathering. Like I've done kind of everything to be competitive in my life and kind of having this next step for me. And my kind of, I always tell people like, well, my window's closed for the, the MPO, but MP40 is what I'm training for. So give me like seven years and I'll be ready to like kind of dominate MP40. But, um, like, is that something that you've really enjoyed, the ability to compete every weekend? Or is it just something kind of that's been a byproduct of just enjoying, like, this golf? I think just enjoying it. I, I've uh, found, like, understood that it's more about you just playing and just having fun with it than trying to compete and win. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't look at scores anymore when I'm playing. Yeah. Like, at Dexter, you were on that card. I specifically said not to know scores because I don't want to – give myself stress in competition and stuff. If I'm out there to have fun, I should just have fun and play. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. And I think Dexter, for me, was a huge breakthrough for you and your mental game. I know mm -hmm. that people don't necessarily know it. I don't want to drag it all out, but I think your mental game has been like your biggest battle on the disc golf course. And to watch Dexter, when you break through, like, you want to like, when I trash talk a 14 year old, this 14 year old came up to me on uh, Dexter and was like, just straight up the whole, like first three holes talking trash, like just like loose and having fun with it. And um, there was a guy from Texas that was on his card and he was like, Oh, 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 he seems like, <laughs> oh, yes. like the, the Texas guy was like, Oh, if Dallas could just like get focused, get focused, he'd be killing it. He'd be killing it. I had to tell the guy from Texas. I was like, no, no, no. Like, this is the loosest I've seen Dallas. This is him joking. This is him not so serious. Like, this is where I think Dallas needs that breakthrough. And so to watch that, I think what we're on hole 17, and we're, like, making a little side bed of, like, hey, you want to do CTP? You know, you get yeah. this kind of my bag. Like, you know, it's, like, the second to last hole. He's in the lead, and he's not thinking about the score. He's thinking I mean, about, like. You had to beat me in something that day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't walk, but yeah, <laughs> I had to be you in something. <laughs> oh, I love it. Don't worry, so I beat much. you the next weekend. That's all that matters. And then I beat you the next. <laughs> right. We'll, we'll keep going back. And this is where like, I look forward to this year because like, going back and forth with them. Have you thought about uh, stepping up to MPO? Are you done sandbagging MA1? <laughs> Hey, just started getting beat by you is what he's saying. That's what it sounds like. Can you move um, to a different bracket so you stop beating me, please? So, um, I mean, kind of. Like, in Intermediate, the reason I moved up was my last seven tournaments, I won four of them and got second and third the other three. Mm -hmm. And so it's, like, if I'm consistently getting, like, a top three place in MA1, yes, I will. But it's like I've played three good tournaments this year so far. I've gone first, first, and sixth, I think. Seventh, maybe at Buxton. 
Yeah. If I keep on playing good, I might consider it, but our plan was after Junior Worlds, I might move up. Okay. But before that, I'll stay. Yeah. Well, you qualified for Nationals. Are you planning on, like, kind of dabbling in that and seeing what kind of that top of the MA1 looks like down in Texas? I don't know. I think we're, we might go, might not. Mm-hmm. It might depend on how I'm playing again. Or maybe not. I have no yeah. idea. Yeah. I mean, long ways till October. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I got Junior Worlds and just kind of that. I mean, I think these are some of the conversations some of us, like, older people, like, I think have about, like, that's why, like, next weekend I'm playing, or this week, tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm playing MPO because I'm like, well, what does it start to look like to yeah. kind of do that dance of, like, well, MA1, MPO, playing some of those tournaments and not necessarily just, you know, going out there and playing MA1 every weekend mm-hmm. um, and getting some of that exposure. And I really wanted, like, for me, I kind of know a lot of the MPO players here in Oregon, so that pressure of playing with, like, Justin Anderson or Chris Nelson or somebody, like, oh, yeah, we're playing against them. I had to shake that. And so I'm, like, going up to Washington where I don't know anybody and I don't have to play <laughs> against some of those people, those big names. So for me, that's kind of taking that pressure. But I've been having some of those conversations because, you know, we mentioned Colin earlier. I know he's kind of doing that step as well to MPO. And, I mean, I, I got to figure out how to stay one step ahead of you. <laughs> I think I'm playing a MPO tournament, like, next month. It's mm-hmm. at SeaTac. Okay, you played uh, a SeaTac MPO earlier this year, right? Yes, and okay. we don't talk about that one, <laughs> but maybe this time it will be a little bit better. Well, SeaTac's a tough, like tough course, just even at the best of days. Let alone the pressure of like stepping up to MPO. It's one of my favorite courses. I oh, really it's... like the shots. Yeah, no, it's. I mean. I'm not saying it's not one of my favorites because it is for Stylocomb and SeaTac are my two when I go up north, like I have to play. But yeah. it's also I think the only course I've won two tournaments at is SeaTac. Oh, oh I don't okay. think I've won any other two times. Yeah. Have you ever won two times at a course, Paige? Uh no, but I was second place at a dare and then I won it this year. So that felt nice. Second place is the first loser. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> what does Ricky Bobby say? If he ain't first, you're last. <laughs> well, let's talk about Cody and Josh. How no, did you no, at no, Dexter, no, no, Josh? No, no. I'm not at Dexter. You were there. Garden. That's, that's, that's common. That's okay. I've 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 come to terms that I'm in a growth pattern. Like I went and played around yesterday. Um, my score was horrible. Um, but I had so many wins that day on hitting the basket and my percentage in circle one, which is, a, it's huge to me. And even though like my score was, it was all right. Um, I, I felt so confident on the putting green, uh, for 90% of the shots. I felt good going up there and doing my new routine and shooting it. Um, so I'm. I'm in a growth pattern, and I just found out if I play 290-something days in a row, I'm going to be as good as Dallas. So <laughs> I have an admission now. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's a good mission to have. I mean, because Dallas is just going to get better until, you know, he doesn't, and he gives it up and goes play softball, or he starts taking up podcasting or something. So we'll see. <laughs> so inspirational. <laughs> Well, I was, I was laughing, so I beat him in our, yeah, I beat him in Buxton, and he had braces. 
And he was like, you know what, Paige? I'm getting my braces off this week. He was so excited about his braces. And I was like, perfect. It's going to add 10 feet to your throat. It's going to do all of these stuff. And so for him to take off his braces and come out and win the next weekend, it's just, I mean, something he's more aerodynamic, a little bit less weight on him. Like, I mean, I think he's like just ready to, you know, come out and kill it. <laughs> you want to talk I'd about like that, James Dallas? I'd like to know the science behind this, if you don't mind. <laughs> The science behind braces? Well, the braces they're... making you throw 10 feet farther and making you more aerodynamic. <laughs> I mean, you Put can smile more. Put him in the see what happens. <laughs> exactly. He's showing off his grill. Look at this. <laughs> Those are the good. teeth of an 18-year-old. Speaking of wind tunnel, do you think anyone's ever thrown a disc in a wind tunnel? That is I'm a sorry, good my brain just went off on a tangent. Like, I want to know, like, you know how they do the wind tunnels with all the smoke and stuff like that? Yeah. Like for cars? Yep. Yeah, but I'm sure like because it tested like the drag and the aerodynamics yeah. of like the car. But could you do that with a disc where you have it, you rip it in that air tone, and you can start to see what the wind's doing to it? And didn't Loft and, do that, or did they do all like computer? I think Loft did a lot to upsell what they did. They created a freaking rattler. Did <laughs> you buy it? <laughs> hey, I, I bought like it. It's a high. The rattler's fun to play. The rattler's <laughs> good for throwing outside. Yeah, we bought it, but I didn't buy their driver. They saw us coming. They saw us coming. Wasn't their driver like a 14 speed or something ridiculous? 14 speed and I think seven, no, six glide. Yeah, I can see. It was like supposedly the fastest or farthest flying disc ever made. Hmm. I thought the Mislin a long time ago was like a 15 speed. Uh, No, I think that was a 14. The Mislin. Of course, Josh has it. I don't. Oh, I had it. <laughs> it's it. It was supposedly like textured like a golf ball. Mm-hmm. They had like a rough. I felt one of them. They feel absolutely terrible. Don't throw one. <laughs> yeah, it's hard it to like, put your hand on it. It might be why they're like I think a novelty disc, kind of like a turbo putter, probably. No, a turbo putter is actually kind of good though. Never seen one of those. Yeah, I, I had a buddy that did it because. Like, he absolutely loved it, and he was, like, slain with it. I don't think they're PDGA legal, but... They're not. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah. I got taken away. Exactly, but he still puts with it because he's a casual kind of guy. <laughs> kind of like the Aerobi discs, too, like the Epic. Like, I've seen some people throw stupid... Th- yeah, those thumbers with it. God dang, those guys are wild. There's a guy in a tournament I played. He threw that, like, four times, and he got a stroke for every single time he threw it. Oh man! Because it it's legal. not legal. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was PDGA legal. Did they take it away too? It Which one? Legal. The air, the air OB or what? The Roby, like Epic. epic. Huh. Yeah, but those things you, are. If you throw a disc, if you throw a disc, it's not legal. You get one stroke every time you do it. Yeah. Challenge accepted. You the think he would realize after like the first three strokes, he'd be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't throw this anymore. Or was it just spite at that point? Was he just saying but, like, oh, screw it. But what if it's like those four times he threw it, that's the only way he could birdie the hole and he's taking par every time. And if he was to go backhand, you know, he can't like it's bogey at best. I mean, I'd trade in like, you know, par for bogey. <laughs> you think there'd be some sort of stipulation on that? The Mislin, a 15-3 minus 0.5 and a 4.5. Eat that ball. Eat that. Yeah, I think Dallas just fell. <laughs> Dallas just fell. I got I got the epic. 
Oh, no, I thought he was getting a Midland. I'm upset. Is, is the Epic, is that the one that on the backside? It's like not perfectly circle around? Yeah. And you're you're supposedly able to like bend it and shape it so it flies different. Yeah. That was like one of so, the selling points. You could like do so, things like that. Yeah, you could shape. Yeah. That's the thin part. And then uh -huh. it's, you cannot throw it this way. What the heck is that? Well, I've seen like people like with like 400 plus thumbers that so, they've got it. It goes like the thumber flight, and then it takes like a second flight, like while it's the flying. It's the craziest thing ever. This is a evader, just for like the rim difference between these. But like even the shallow part is pretty thick. Yeah. So the shallow part, I'm pretty sure, is like a boss. It might be mm -hmm. a little bit thicker than a boss. Okay. But you can definitely like bend it and stuff so i think you bend it that way it's more overstable yeah and then that's understable i do like the evader those are cool my grab that looks like a tomb cool. page huh no it's a praxis yeah you don't know your disc where's your where's our where's our tracker cody's the worst as Come usual, doesn't know his discs. Come on now, Cody. I saw the bat. <laughs> How did Come you on. That? that was too quick. <laughs> so, um, but Dallas, you brought up the evader, which kind of brought it like the good question is what is your like brand and manufacturer of choice and why? Oh my god. Uh <laughs> does he have to say something here? This I like such infinite a difficult disc. question. So, like, ah, like <laughs> what do you mean by that whereas like which one would i have like a whole bag with like just i mean who's your favorite like who's your favorite manufacturer so if you like if they put out a new disc you're like hey i kind of want to try that or i like this plastic it's a little bit older and i really enjoy this feel um i know you kind of throw trilogy a lot why don't you, why don't you yeah. break it down page and say like your favorite favorite driver Favorite fairway, favorite mid, favorite putter, and then we because can those are discs. I don't want to know his favorite disc. I want to but know what his favorite manufacturer is. He picked like four trilogy. You could be like, oh, you like trilogy. Well, Cody, so, that would be a good follow up question once we find out who his favorite manufacturer is. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, and all the brands are listening right now. So go ahead and pick your future. Exactly. <laughs> we, we we've been live tweeting this. Hey, catch me outside. Um. Well, it used to be trilogy. I went. It's going to be kind of a story. But I went to Junior Worlds with a full Trilogy bag. I wanted to get sponsored by Trilogy during that tournament. So I went there with a whole Trilogy bag. I played not good um, because I changed, I think, 10 discs in my bag within a few weeks. Mm -hmm. Just because I wanted to be sponsored by them so badly. Uh, the month after, I only had two Trilogy bag or two Trilogy discs in my bag. And then it started to grow a little bit more. Um, I actually just counted, like, which manufacturer I have the most of. I have the most of Trilogy. I think I have seven or eight in my bag. I hate the felon. He doesn't have the arm speed for a felon. Oh. He, he throws, like, a Centurion, and it flies like a felon for him. <laughs> Who, me or him? No, Dallas! <laughs> oh, say, trash talk him, Then... It was Innova, which is the next with, I think, six or something. Mm -hmm. um, it probably goes uh, Trilogy, Innova, and then Discmania. And then the rest are, like, really close. Yeah. Well, and you have, like, some very, like, unique discs, too. What was that leather disc you had in your bag? Yeah. What? Yeah, the leather grip. 
Yeah. Yeah. Check this out, guys. Check this out. Everybody else is confused about this one. So, uh, you might see this little part. That is not dirt. That is leather. Leather? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's the... Normal side? <laughs> like, normal plastic and then leather. Who is this made by? What is this? Econ. It's a Econ disc. Oh. That's what it's called. G-U-I. What's the... Oh. You can... I could have swore I had that one sounds of like a, a a little sedan. I drive a Yukon GUI. Good <laughs> on gas. So this is a understable putter that I like to throw forehand and backhand, but not as much anymore. This used to be my favorite go-to disc. It's a putter. Yes. That's what he just said. If you listen, I know, to but it. I'm saying like I'm looking at it. Come it's, on, Cody. Just it's only seven dollars. I might buy one. It's seven dollars. I will. I will throw that oh. even more. I think I have five of these. Yeah. Very good. They're very good. I like nice. the stamp, though. Does it look like a turtle with a... Well, I think he has like a tournament stamp. I have a yeah. uh, play stamp. Zoe gave this to me. So, uh, 2302. I think Dallas is, like, falling everywhere. Crap, what are you, you you're getting harassed and you don't even know it because you're like got your reading glasses down. You're like, what's it saying over here? Like, and we're just like talking about you and doing things, Cody. Come on, come on. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna brush it off. I don't care. There was an entire tracker on the screen that you just missed. I saw like a brief glimpse of it at the end because I'm reading about a disc. I'm trying to learn and gain the Yukin? information. The you can the GUI. You can. I know I have one. I, I want that it. stamp though because it looks like a turtle with like an eagle head. And a, a yeah. giant tail. Yeah. Well, while they get into like their disc geekiness, I'm just gonna hold my computer up so I don't. Ah. So I can just like. I think this is it. Is it? This guy. Yeah, look at that thing. And it has the the leather. How do you get that in the plastic? You mean, well, this I mean I'm gonna wear bifocals. Oh my god. <laughs> leather. Okay, so can we put something on the tracker about how Dallas cannot sit in a seat without falling Dallas down? Dallas the clumsy. Oh. Oh, my bag is right here. Okay. Oh, yeah. can't pick up his feet. This is his problem with disc golf. He can't pick up yeah. his feet. Ooh, with the team stamp. Dang, yeah. What plastic is that one? So, this is also gooey. All right. It's a this different a... stamp. This is gooey. Wait, it's Bitcoin? called gooey? It's mint? This one's the mint here. Chinese warrior. The tiger line. What the heck? I'm confused. Infinite Disc only has 17 in stock. You For need reason. to talk to your sponsor there, Dallas. For a reason. They're popular. So I'm going to check some How much do you think sells in one week after this podcast? Let's let's go some numbers. They have 17 now. What's it going to be in one week? Oh, I think it'll be 14. Four, all right. We should have like a giveaway next week. How many? No, if we can can... I don't know if we can do this like hey there's 17 in stock and then come next week there's none we gotta start to write infinite and be like we got some sway we sold 17 of your $7 disc exactly $8 profit total you're welcome <laughs> we could but of a brand one nobody one. really likes What's, I want that one? one we could I'll give this away to somebody yeah me oh, let's go give away do a giveaway. I think I bought two or three others, so I don't really need this one. Look at this. I want to know how you get leather in the plastic. Like, I just it's want to not know. leather. Then why are you <laughs> saying leather? It feels like leather. 
He told okay, me pleather. Sorry, okay. pleather. Oh, so it's animal a friendly. Oh, I only want natural fibers touching my body. <laughs> <laughs> so how are we going to do a giveaway, Dallas? What do you want? You want somebody to write in? The first one to write in Dallas's rating? Oh, my God. Did we already talk about this? We already said this. Yeah, but so that's, that, who's paying attention? Remember, who's or, paying attention? Or we could do this. We have a rating bump next Tuesday. The closest one that the closest to Dallas's updated rating will get a disc from Dallas and myself. Does that sound good? Sure, sure. All right. I'm going to guess because I'm going to say that again. again. I'll just, so, I'll just do it myself. PDGA rating <laughs> update next Tuesday. Um, Dallas is currently 934 rated. Mm-hmm. So the person that's the closest to his updated bump will get a free disc from Dallas and myself. One being mm-hmm. a GUI and me still the Is it a side. GUI? GUI. I don't know. A goy. A goy. A goy. A goy. So is it called a gooey? Gooey. Yeah. G U I. I feel like there's a lot of syllables for three letters. A gooey. 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 Descended out. Why? Hooked on phonics. All right, guys, let's get back on track. Dallas, what's your favorite disc in your bag? No. Oh, we hit the ceiling. Okay. What? What's your favorite disc in your bag? A gooey. That's an easy question. It is not a gooey. That's unfortunate. The Berg. Is that a K1 soft? Yes. Yeah, boy. A soft one? Yeah, you got to throw the soft. Softs are the best one. It's. I you heard like it here from the guy that beats Paige all the time. A K1 I have soft a K1. <laughs> I have no, a K1. But soft. Not soft. Then you got. I bet have you Paige doesn't carry one, and he gets so, beat by him. This is my <laughs> forehand bird. I have okay. another bird. Scott Stokely. Mm-hmm. Hard. Uh, me and Scott Stokely go way back, you know. Back to Fourteen? How's that possible? Uh, Scott in. gave me one of his trophies. <laughs> Here. Uh, I'm the youngest person to ever have an MP50 trophy. Oh, shoot! <laughs> <laughs> MP50 sandbagger. <laughs> no, I'm trying to angle it. This is weird. Okay. Oh, that's so cool. Big dog. Yeah. yeah, somehow he only got second, so he's not that good. But... Is, that, <laughs> is that a picture of you on there? <laughs> Elon Musk? <laughs> that's Dallas at MP50? Looking like Jerry from Disney Depot. <laughs> it was a cool trophy. Does anyone check ages? Could you like dress like a geriatric and play? I did dress as Scott Stokely for Halloween. Okay. What does that even look like? Just like knuckle tattoos? Yeah, knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> I said, like that's the only with blue hair. All right. Let me put these back now. So favorite disc was a K1 Softberg. Yeah. Why? Why is it your favorite disc? It's uh the best upshot disc ever made. Also, yeah. it's my first server race. It was with the bird. Oh, so nice. is that the disc that's famously on your Instagram where you go to do a five foot putt and the wind pushes it back like sixty feet? That was the Scott Stokely bird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We you want to talk about that? That was in Arizona, 50 mile an hour winds, okay? It was uh, on a hill with an elevated basket. Straight headwind. 
<laughs> and he goes, he goes to like scuba it, and like the moment he exposes like the back flat plate, the wind pushes it all the way down the hill. Well, there's and... nothing else to do. There were yeah. on that round there. Uh, there was a cart in front of us, a few holes back. Uh, person walks up to the putt like two feet away, um, just outside of like tapping it in. And they throw it to the middle of the basket. It comes back so fast that it hits them straight in the chest Ooh. and falls down. But they didn't call a stroke because they couldn't have moved out of the way. Yeah. They pick it up, putt it, does the same exact thing, hits them in the chest, falls down. And so then they're finally close enough to put it in. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get stroked for that, do you? Like, if you cannot get out of the way, right? If you can't get out of the way and it's a card decision, you don't. Kind of like if somebody throws from T1 and somebody on T2 gets hit, it's like, well, like, you're not going to stroke them or, (laughs) you know, like, there's no strokes to be had. It's just kind of incidental contact. Hmm. That reminded me of Buxton, hole 17. (laughs) Hole 17, another elevated basket. This is where short man problems. You want to talk about it? (laughs) Um, 17 elevated basket. It is twice my height about, I go up, I'm touching the wood. So there's wood and then the baskets way above. I'm touching the wood. So I'm standing underneath the basket to where I can barely see chains in the basket area. I have like that small of a gap I can see that can be makeable. I like lean back and I try to like shoot it like a basketball hits chains, and then falls right back at me. Just doing it kind of like that. And then, okay, I just do it again. Does the same thing, hits chains, falls right back at me, and lands on steps going up to the basket, and I put it in. Ended up getting a double bogey on a tap-in par. <laughs> this is like, and this hole is like, it, it is ridiculously high. Like, I've seen, uh, I played a tournament with somebody, and they like, it was like one of their first ones. So they do like a little, they jump up off the ground to kind of like put it in there. And I'm like, dude, like you can't do that. You know, I had to kind of call them out, but it's like, it's that high where like, if you're too close to it, you almost have nothing unless you're over yeah. five foot tall. Because you can't that, jump within 30 feet, right? No. Yeah. And then that uh, second round, you're on that card. Mm-hmm. It dead center chains, goes all the way through, rolls a hundred feet. And then I throw a perfect Berg shot, goes in the basket, and then skips out. out. Like just a little whoop. <laughs> <laughs> so that's his nemesis hole. Yeah. Um, but Dallas, we're kind of coming to a close of the last 10 minutes. What is it like being that 14-year-old kind of competing with grown men, you know, future like upcomers? Like, how's that been for you? I can answer this in many ways. Hmm. Just which way do I want to answer it? Uh, the best way is the one that hurts Paige. That's true. I agree. Um, it's fun to see like thirty-year-old uh, people who can lift me up and throw me fifty feet, and I can outdrive them. Like Paige, oh, that's fine. Uh, he, um, he can't outdrive me. He can't outdrive me. Thankfully, I can outplay you. I bet he could. He can outplay me. He can outplay me. That's for sure. But uh, thankfully, he can't outthrow me quite yet. Give it another year. Uh, it's fun like to step on lead card I've had people think that I'm like a caddy for my dad mm-hmm. and so like when I step on the tee box they're like hey where's your dad at or whatever and then I'll throw and park it or whatever it, it's cool to like just do random stuff like that 
especially people who I don't know. It's a lot more fun for people I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Weren't you I'm telling me a story last know. weekend about was it weekend last weekend or the weekend before? But someone was kind of doubting you, and you're like, "Oh, that's why I'm 934." You stepped up, and you just like drove it, parked it. You're like, "That's why, like, that's so, why I'm here." Like, what happened is that it was at Buxton, first round, second hole. Um, they saw that I was sponsored by Infinite because my sweatshirt says Infinite on the back of it. And he goes, "Hey, you sponsored by Infinite?" I go, yeah. He's like, well, that's kind of surprising. You seem a little young, maybe, to be sponsored by a company that big and stuff. Step on the tee pad, throw like the best drive I've ever thrown on that. And like, as it's flying, I say, and that's why. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Love it. Love it. 14 year olds burning, man, out there. <laughs> 100%. But, and I think that, like, for me, like, it's that kind of like coming into your own, owning, like, you belong there, like, so many people are like so quick to discredit others. Like, you know, like I've known Dallas for a while now. With me, most of his whole life of like he could actually remember, um, and he's practicing. I, he tells like stories of like, well, if I don't play disc golf, like him and his dad are out there just looking for discs at Blue Lake. Like, they're even just hiking, walking the trails. Like, it became so much like a big part of his life. And people don't like. For me, I always like to give credit where credit's due, and he's putting in the work. Like, I don't think there's very many people that, like, put more time on that disc golf course than me. But I think Dallas is maybe one of those that do it because yeah. he's putting practice. He's putting leagues. He's Rockwood Winter Series. He's doing doubles. He's doing after school. Yeah. There were days when we wouldn't even play disc golf, but we just go out and look for discs. Our goal was to find five discs and then we'd leave. Mm-hmm. And he, after a little bit, he bought a machete just to find discs yeah. and so it's funny seeing a man in a tank top and his kid with a machete hacking through thorns <laughs> so it's my papa's machete he's not talking but, about the disc crap machete right no <laughs> we, don't, so we don't talk our, about that brand here just so our listeners we like know. good brands oh no um but dallas like speaking of like kind of hard work and putting that in like your efforts with you play, you have a tournament coming, right? You're kind of TDing and doing a clinic. You want to talk about that? Um, can I get my mom to come over? She know she might know a little bit. Absolutely. More. Another caddy. Come on, please. I need some help here. <laughs> so- <laughs> this big man is making fun of me. <laughs> hey guys. Hello. Hey. Hello. So we're just asking about the tournament upcoming and his clinic and kind of what Dallas is doing to kind of even usher in like kids younger than him or his age into the game. Yeah. So we're putting on three events this summer. Uh, we've, we're calling them junior fun days. And the whole premise is his first, as he described, his first event was at Timber where he met Dustin and Zoe. And I think it was called the Kid Flick. Kid Flick. Mm-hmm. Kid Flick. And at that point, that was, I mean, maybe two weeks before that tournament is when we had heard about it. We had no idea that disc golf was a thing, like a real thing. Uh, so that was his first exposure to it and really opened his eyes of like, oh, wow, this is really awesome. So we just want to have kid-friendly events that show kids that disc golf is fun, show the parents that kids go- that disc golf is fun for kids. So um, hold on, I'm like squatting down here 
Um, so it's a like a 20 minute clinic from Dallas to the kids and then just a nine hole park setting small course at Rockwood. Um, we're going to do that course twice. And then there's another course at a, <laughs> at a school nearby. Get over here. No, no, it's fine. Um, yeah. So it's just like 20 bucks for the kid. I think we have 25 kids registered for our event next weekend. Um, ages like six to 15, I think, plus Dallas. Um, yeah. Ring of fire, awesome. give away some stuff. Should be fun. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. No, that's what excited like excited me too. Like it's not just like him so focused on what he can do like with the game. It's like, oh yeah, here's you playing, but here's also you like trying to grow it because I mean, there was that, what was it, the other 14-year-old that showed up at Dexter? And you kind of just, like, instantly kind of bonded with him, started talking to him. And to see, like, that conversation take place and kind of seeing what you're doing is kind of cool to, like, grow it within your own age. He, I mean, there would be nothing better than to have 20 kids Dallas's age at Dallas's skill level. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty uh, I, I don't want it because there goes, like, my lead card <laughs> to, like... <laughs> I think I was at a tournament, like, I think at a tournament where it's like, oh, man, like, everyone's under, like, 18, and here I am, like, this 33 or 32-year-old man being like, oh, I need to move up already. <laughs> it just, yeah, it was like, pretty uh, fun when we went back to Junior Worlds last summer to see so many young kids that can play. I mean, there's a couple of um, couple of kids out in Eastern Oregon um, that Dallas met actually over at Worlds that he's been able to play. I think they're coming to the Oregon Open, um, Jaden and Peyton Hoffert. There are a couple of great kids that are Dallas's age and a couple of kids up in Washington that are really great. Um, so, yeah. But anyways, you guys want to talk to him, not me. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Well, Dallas, now that your mom left, do you want to say anything positive about them and what they've done for you? I mean... It's obvious that without my parents, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be playing at all. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, it's their choice to sign me up and drive me out and buy discs and everything. Uh, well, I think, too, like for me, like for how much you become a staple at tournaments, your parents have as well, because they're always there right there with you. Um and that's, that's that's for me. Like I've had a lot of conversations with them where it's like, okay, Dallas is over here, you know, doing the fourteen-year-old thing, chasing a butterfly, seeing something shiny, you know, the normal stuff. And so I'll have like conversations with his parents just about like some of like kind of how is it? That's how this podcast came to be. I was like, oh hey hey, does Dallas want to be on our podcast? Like Dallas probably doesn't even know what a podcast is, you know. <laughs> but here he is, and so I mean, I think it's cool to see. Like it's not just like you know, drop you off and they go play. It's them wanting to like yeah. be around you and see you like I mean, see you kind of yeah go ahead. It usually goes like especially at a tournament or something like you have me practicing, you have my mom talking to like other people, socializing, really getting to know like the group and stuff. And then you have my dad like yelling and screaming and like being super loud. And it's <laughs> funny. Uh, I've played many tournaments where like we'll hear a scream or something like a yell from him and people in my car is like 
they think that somebody got an ace. No, it's Oma. Mm-hmm. He just made a circle one putt. so he's he's fun to play with i don't i don't play with him since i'm not in his division but like if i'm anywhere close to him on the course i'll be able to hear him at some point (laughs) no worries so definitely i mean and i think that's just one of those things to look for like i always do that like for myself like in tournament play being like okay like where are these cards around me there's always places where things cross up and being able to kind of you know, go say I do it. Like, I think I do that with you all the time now where it's like, okay, I'll be like on hole four and you'll be on hole eight and I'll go like shuffle over there, check in on how your rounds go in. Like those things kind of like just relieve the stress of the tournament and, you know, finding yeah. those few people to like look forward to do that, I think helps out a lot. But we're at seven o'clock. So let's take a couple minutes to do closing thoughts. So we'll start with uh, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first um, real quick, uh, Tim in the chat, asked a question um so i'll oh I'll yeah yeah. yeah so i'll put it down at the bottom for him so that answers the question for that he asked um he did ask that question and he must have missed it uh but my final thoughts are a couple things one jammers in the rough need to logo you know we have our what we have now which is the words but we really really need a logo so if anyone can make one that looks Really good. If it's picked, be used. The three of us com- will compile a gift for you. Um, so please <laughs> uh, help us out. Dallas is an artist. Dallas, do you want to design our logo for us? I can try. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, the last thing, if you're in the Eugene area, um, I'm also throwing a tournament here in Springfield, Oregon. It's sp- sponsored by Elevation Disc Golf. Uh, it's a three-disc challenge, all rubber discs, the putter, the approach, and the driver. That's all you can use. It's uh, 27 holes, so three laps around the course. It'll be a lot of fun. Right. Um, there was another question, too, Dallas. How can how can people support you? What does that look like if somebody wants to support Dallas from the lounge or anywhere else? So uh, Instagram, Facebook. I think my name is just like Dallas Garber DG. That's how young he is. Has no sense of identity. Does not know his name. But go on. Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> um, I don't think there's anything else. No, there's nothing okay. else. <laughs> Gotta make sure. No, no future tour series discs coming out from Infinite. No, no not yet. I don't okay. think. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll be looking. I'll be looking forward to like some fundraising tournaments for you because. Worlds is coming up and nationals and all of these fun stuff. So, yeah, I mean, definitely looking for ways to support. So closing thoughts, Cody. Oh, um, we will yep. do a fundraiser in June for Junior okay. Worlds. Uh, I think at Timber. So it's going to be a Timber in June for Junior World, just like a fundraiser to help go there and stuff. Well, and we have people in the lounge that have plenty of discs, as you can see behind me. Um do you want me to like maybe between now and June try to collect some discs for you for either giveaways, selling, raffle, those type of things? Yeah, that help. Okay. Yeah, so, I definitely have some I can donate as well for that. Okay. Yeah, we can get you a nice little stack. Yeah. Cool. I'm gonna kinda organize that. So Cody, closing thoughts. I mean, after being belittled all night. Um... Do it to yourself. Come on, Cody. 
Josh is way too quick with the banners. Like I, I think he has like a button. It's just like Cody mess with Cody mess with Page. Uh, let's see. Um, well, I mean, tonight we have a younger uh, player on here. So I would say, how can you, uh, we always talk about growing the game, but how can you grow the game to a younger audience? Because we all just keep getting older and the future of this game is going to be in younger players. So, you know, do you got a niece, nephew, kid, daughter, son? So every single time that I go up to SeaTac uh, and stuff, I usually stay with my uncle and he has two kids who I have given discs, brought baskets over there to like help them putt. Maybe they've started play. I've got them into disc golf a little. Nice. Um, my cousins I've played a few rounds with before. Um, and then at school in April or May, maybe this month or next uh, we have a disc golf clinic we're going to do in PE and that might help a little bit. Um, maybe other people getting like clinics of that other places, maybe in schools, have it be like a normal thing or just have more tournaments like I'm going to do like a kid flick or something that would help kids who don't play disc golf just try it out once. Yeah, that's awesome. You should travel to Maryland. So I actually started a disc golf curriculum in my uh, PE class. So a lot of kids didn't know what, like, Mr. Waldron, what's that thing with chains hanging out of it? Like, well, glad you asked. Today we're going to learn how to play disc golf. So, but yeah, my closing thoughts are see how you can see, find someone that you can introduce a game to, whether they're young or old. Um, but it's, it's a really cool experience to, like, have some kids. Like, I gave a kid a Skeeter to take home today. He made a putt from far away. He's like, it's orange. It's my favorite color. He's like, dude, Merry Christmas. Take it home. And he thought that was the coolest thing. So find someone that you can introduce the game to or teach. And it's it's super rewarding. Awesome. Dallas, do you happen to have any closing thoughts? Um, When's your next tournament, Paige? This weekend. Uh, <laughs> when's the next one that I play with you in? Uh, I think either the Oregon Open or CH Sports. Okay. Yeah, I think CH yeah. Sports maybe is the next. Uh, got... Good luck to you. In you that. too. Yeah. This is the sleeper. <laughs> He's using his final thoughts to grill you. <laughs> final thoughts. Let's roast Paige. <laughs> um, I don't have really any final thoughts. Uh, I feel like mm. I said everything. Okay. I think. I mean, having oh, final thoughts would have to be like having you. an original thought. my mom thought. is telling me to say. <laughs> thank thank you. your sponsors. That's probably good, too. Uh, yeah, thank you, Infinite. And uh, you play isn't a sponsor, but thank you, you play. Yeah. <laughs> so. They're definitely supporters. And you play, I mean, did bring you out to the PDX Open to build hole 18. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it helped. Uh, 17 and 18 helped a little on those, but not, not that much. Of course, designer, though. You can add that to your resume if you know what a resume is. No, I don't know what a resume is. But... I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Yes, I do. Uh-huh. It's because your mom's telling you right there. I know. I know. No. <laughs> so, all right. Well, my closing thoughts are, you know, just find different ways to grow it out. Don't be afraid to get beat, beaten by a 14-year-old, but also don't be afraid to beat a 14-year-old and let him know you beat him. 
I think that's the most important thing. Paige because... is feeling real tiny right now, and he's got to get this out. <laughs> you got to beat so... those kids while you can. <laughs> you got to beat them while you can because not many people can say they beat Eagle, but all those kids, all those people that beat him when he was a kid, I'm sure talk about it. And so that's my goal in life is to be like, you know what? That kid that's shredding. I used to whoop on him, so I just got. Yeah, you know, got... like I beat him one out of every fifty or something. <laughs> hey, hey, it's my story. It's how I'm gonna tell it. No, I mean, honestly, just like making them feel welcome, offering that support to them, taking the time to have conversations with them. Don't be the arrogant person, like, oh, you're sponsored. Why are you sponsored? Like, make them feel welcome, right? Like, this is always what we're trying to do. Like, make it an inclusive game and sport conversations. Um, so that's for me, like, don't be afraid to kind of go out there and say hi. So with that, guys, thank you for tuning in. We are on Spotify, Apple, YouTube. We go live every Friday in the lounge. Um, welcome back after a week hiatus. So I hope you guys missed us. Um, Dallas, a huge thank you for coming out. I yeah, do like, sincerely wish you good luck on your tournaments this like, next upcoming weeks. And I'll definitely be really excited to play with you in the Oregon Open. So yeah, with that... With that, guys, keep jamming it in the rough.